Give me fuel, give me fire, give me that one to Metallica turned into a circus actor. LA sucks! Can I say something that I think is bullshit? Don't fool you. Yes, we sell out. He also told me he was on acid. Hey, you better wash that mic off. I was gonna fill it up with my own urine. Alcoholica. And I talked about digging a hole in a fucking dirt and smoking hash through the ground. There's all kinds of shit. Shower filled with women. Sit your ass down, Lara. Shoot a pair of women's legs walking down the street. Eight women washing you down at once, you know. Come up here, Lars points to me. <laughs> see, he said there's me, but see, and there he is, right there. And his skin is bubbling like on the Toxic Avenger. Boyfriends and dads looking for me. Ten minutes. Singing along, fucking along, doing this something the fuck along. Here we go. Hey, this is Mike Mueller, also known as Met Fan Mike, and you're listening to and podcast for all. Welcome back to Podcast for All. I'm Shane Obershaw. And I'm Jeff Winslow. Jeff, I am pumped tonight for multiple reasons. Yeah, what's going on, man? We finally have a black list cover that I am just totally amped up for. Volbeat, Don't Tread on Me, I'm guessing. Now, last week I got a little excited when I said I like that country version of Wherever I May Roam, and you were digging the uh, Colombian rapper. What was his name again? Jay Balvin, I believe. Balvin, yes, but... Finally, I'm pumped up. Last week I said I'm taking the exit ramp. Now I'm really like speeding up the off ramp to go get this because that don't tread on me. It's solid, dude. Were you purposely throwing road terminology in there or was that just by coincidence? It was just coincidence because you and I were on the road last week and playing in Sioux City. But don't tread on me by far is the best thing I've heard from this thing so far. It was all right. What? Come on. You know I'm not a big Volbeat fan, so... Well, you were talking about freaking Rob Zombie last week, so you better like Volbeat better than Rob Zombie. Not even a chance. Seriously? I... I don't dislike... Come on, spit it out. I'm not a fan of them. I just think they're overrated. But the song... So be it. I If there was any song from that album that they picked, that was the perfect song. It definitely matches who they are as a band and how they sound. That song, I would say, matches them perfectly. I actually sang the Metallica So Be It. Volbeats goes, so be it. I like how right. it climbs there. Right. Different hey, opinions through this whole flipping 12-track blacklist, dude. Not quite, because I didn't say it was bad. I didn't say it was bad. I didn't dislike it. I was just, just you know, like okay. Uh, what do you think of your of your show, our show last weekend in Sioux City? We opened with Caress and closed with Overkill, so I think we're a cover band of cover bands that cover other bands. The cover, cover, cover. It was. I didn't even when we wrote that set list. I didn't think about opening with the cover and closing with the cover, but I had fun playing Overkill. 
I had a lot of fun at that show. I thought we played really well. I thought, you know, it was finally felt like some of the dust was knocked off, you know, and we're we're back in it to have a good time. And yeah, overkill. Who would have thought? Especially closing with it. <laughs> The best part was last week you said, yep, all my stuff's in tip-top shape, my wah pedal's working, and then we get to Sioux City, and your ESP green burst is not working. Yeah, uh, something with the Floyd Rose. I swear, it's if it's not one thing, it's another. And you know what's really funny is the show before that, my wah doesn't work, and then this show, my wah does work, and Pizzle, our bass player, he uh, his wah didn't work. Maybe we should call Mrs. Smith and get some wah expertise. Something's going on. I'm telling you, we have like a wah voodoo curse. And then what would you know? We play overkill and technically Chris's solo should have been played with a wah. So if we throw him in the mix, oh man, it is. There's going to be some kind of curse on us with wah You pedals. three can just have like a wah off as we play overkill. <laughs> well, we're going to Sturgis in a few weeks. I'm thinking you're going to choose a different guitar than the Green Burst to rock Sturgis. With hairball two nights in a row. Let's oh play, no! Let, that, let's play overkill again. We can play overkill again. That guitar will make it. It just needs to be worked on. That's all. Well, in better news, when we talk about luck, we did not win tickets to Metallica's 40th anniversary. You and I were going down the road, and fortunately, we have some pretty cool friends, family members, and I'm falling in love with these people because you and I have floor tickets to the 40th anniversary both nights. So I hear, and big shout-outs to everyone who has been there to help us out. Huge. We, we can't say thank you enough. Do you remember me talking about the Gulfstream 1 autograph photo that Brian Silver sold to some lucky son of a gun in Alaska? I do. It's a one-of-a-kind. Shut up. You got it? It has arrived in Fort Myers, Florida, buddy. Dude. Check it. That's all four amazing. on there. That you're right. That is definitely one of the most. That, I just ha- I just pictures. had to it's have so that. cool. So I so got to cool. get. I got to give a huge shout out to Leif Rutherford from. He's just outside of Anchorage, Alaska. We did the trade with uh, Brian Silver, who we had on a couple weeks ago from Chicago, and I finally got my my greedy mitts on it, dude. It's an <laughs> amazing picture. You, Pictures on uh, Riverside right now don't do it justice. It's I got to do something cool with this. I know. I need to see that thing in person. Oh, dude, you got it. It's it's. Amazing. You better put that in a really nice display case and put it right next to your planes, trains, and automobiles gift <laughs> you were telling me about. <laughs> those two together. I mean, it doesn't get any better than a display of those two right there. I was talking to Finkin today. He says, you know, one week you and Jeff should just run an entire commentary on planes, trains, and automobiles for like the Thanksgiving weekend. Does he want to be a guest on the show for for that episode? I think he should be. That's that's more than fitting. I want a fucking car right fucking now. May I see your rental agreement? I threw it away. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, what? You're fucked. <laughs> Dude, Volbeat, 40th anniversary, Sioux City. I got my autograph. Some bad news this week. Uh, one of two of our heroes two, have yeah. uh, have left us. Yep, uh, Mr. Joey Jordanson and Dusty Hill from ZZ Top. You know, I did not know how sick Joey was. 
Oh yeah, dude. I was, didn't know how rough a shape he was in. I had I had no idea that that was going down the last couple of years. Yeah, he was on a pretty steady decline, unfortunately, and it's and he was only forty six. I mean, at least Dusty made it to seventy two. I mean, man, that's just too young, and well, I mean, too young for both of them. Way too young. Uh, not the biggest Slipknot fan, but definitely in my top ten drummers of all time, Joey. He was a legend. Both were a legend, actually. Absolutely. I do want to touch on something very quick. We had a giveaway a couple weeks ago from Mr. Larry Levine with all those cool black album faces. Yep. It has been put on hold for, I don't want to say unfortunate reasons, because the reasons are very fortunate for Mr. Larry and for us as the Met family. The the black face pins will be coming back soon, so don't give up on the giveaway. They'll be given out uh, at a later date. I guess good things come to all of us who wait. Yeah, patience is a virtue. Dude, last week we were talking about politics and religion and cancel culture before we got into our Master of Albums as we wrapped up Season 4. By the way, welcome to Season 5. We're totally unprepared tonight. Here we are. Oh, by the way. (laughs) By the way, Season 5, Episode 1. Are you ready to talk some religion, Jeff? I am, but before we get into that, I got to let everybody know that, you know, our show is really not that structured. We have a couple things here and there, you know, in segments that we've always had. The last four seasons, it has gotten more structured as we've gone along, and we've come up with, you know, new segments and new ideas and this and that, and this season... So shit's about to change is what you're saying. And we're going into this season completely just clean slate, no holds barred, let's do it. I think we just call it open season. Yeah, that works. works. We've had Apfa open season. Uh, your memory remains and voting for all. Name that low man's lyric. Name that tune, the shortest straw, the song that should not be. Jump in the fire trivia. Oh, remember four seasons ago, the I disappear desert. I almost forgot about that. Yeah, now that you bring it up, I think I do remember it now. Hmm. Dream no more <laughs> set list. Hate train mail is always going to be there because we love getting you know hate mail. And last season wrapped up with Master of Albums. It's season five. It's open season. Tonight we are going to Canton, Ohio to talk to a minister. How did that fit in with how we talked about politics and religion last week? It was meant to be, dude. It almost like it came around full circle, and here we are. Full circle. We're going to Canton, Ohio. That's known for a little Hall of Fame building, if if you're familiar. A little football. I did see Aaron Rodgers' press conference today, and he totally threw Green Bay management and ownership under the bus for 20 minutes. It was absolutely epic. It was pretty funny. I caught a few clips out of it. Oh, he was just (laughs) (laughs) under the bus, forward, reverse, forward, reverse, forward, reverse, and then put the bus in park on top of them. And then got off the bus and still (laughs) stepped on them. He said... Where are you Packers under my feet? Under my tire. Where are you under my feet? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it was brutal. The minister's wife demanded that she join the show as well. So (laughs) this reminds me of the couple we had on from Lee's Summit, as they called it, Missouri, about five or six weeks ago. And that was with the, the double album, right? Remember Lisa and Mike from Lee's Summit? I do. All right. Well, let's just get to the chase. And we have a lot of questions for her because she demanded she'd be here at 11 o'clock on a Wednesday night. <laughs> Dude, it's like it's like we're going to church. We're going to have to like watch the language, watch. We're going to have to really like brush up and 
Yeah, you're gonna have to walk a fine line here, dude. You're gonna have to watch your language. Remember, I have three kids, so I know how to. You're used to that. I know how to tone it down a bit. Well, I've got two dogs, so they're they need to be you know brushed up from time to time. I was gonna say, so you're probably yelling more than I am. Lots of swearing going on. Lots going on there. Remember in the movie The Jerk, Steve Martin called his dog shithead? Yeah. (laughs) I love that movie so much. My next dog's name, guarantee it. That's epic right there. All right, you ready to go to Canton, Ohio? Let's do it. Here we go. Uh, Season 5, Episode 1. Please welcome from Canton, Ohio, Rick and Sam Kelly. What's up, guys? Hey, guys. How's it going? Thanks for joining us on a uh, late Wednesday night. Thanks Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Rick, you emailed him podcastforall at gmail.com a few weeks ago after you heard uh, Mr. Mike Mueller, the Motor Breath Man's episode. Gave you a date and time, and you said, yep, that's all good, but my wife has to join us come, I'm going to say, heck or high water. Is that how it went? <laughs> that's precisely how it went, yes. Okay. <laughs> so, Sam, you, you, you run the show, you run Rick's schedule, and you said, and Podcast for All is going to talk to you, I need to be there. No, 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 no. That's not exactly how it went. Oh. Um, yeah, he was he was talking about how he was sharing the story with you guys about um, Mike, and like that all came to me. So it's it's like my story. So I should mm. be here for my story, right? Oh, absolutely. Well, maybe we should just you know chase Rick away, and I'll just be the Sam hour. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's not a, it's not a full story without both of us really okay well it's uh open season in uh, episode one of season five what do you two want to talk about tonight of your history of metallica your life of metallica your gosh your growing up with metallica your metallica relationship uh yeah that's pretty much all it yeah what do you want what do you want to touch on let's get to it yeah where did it all start (laughs) we started dating in high school and uh which was 93 october of 93 we started dating and um I had really latched on to the Black Album okay. as a kid when it came out in 91. I actually had heard of Metallica, but I had never heard Metallica before uh, it was on the radio. And uh, when I heard it, it just, <laughs> it literally changed my life. I'd never heard anything like it before, and it, uh, you know, it was just such an awesome thing. So anyway, when uh, we started dating, it was um, it was our favorite band, and we shared that together and played it a lot, you know, played those first five albums a lot together. And, you know, Metallica has always been our band. And, uh, I mean, that's kind of the short story version of it. The story that I told you, which was uh, the story of me being a complete jerk, um, (laughs) was in 94. In exact words in the email, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, in in 94, I got some, uh, some friends and I got, some tickets to see Metallica in Pittsburgh. So, and I honestly, I don't remember uh, all of the details as to why. We were on and off again. Yeah. We, I think. We had an on and off again period. And so we were off again. And so she didn't go. And so, uh, you She's know, like, I got. No, to- I'm into Megadeth. I'm not into Metallica. So I'm going to go. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm going to just, you know, be somewhere else for a couple of months. I yeah. really thought I was going. So that was yeah. like. That's really. a, that's a bit of a scab there. But, uh, <laughs> To say the least, so I felt really bad about that. And then there's a there's a, a a second part of the of the concert matter. So in '97, a few years later, um, she's expecting like three or four months pregnant, and with our first child. And they come. We were living in Pontiac, Michigan, 
And they came to the Silverdome in February nice. of 97. No, yep. it, was it the Silverdome or was it the Palace? Oh, no, what was that theater? Oh, Auburn, Palace at Auburn Hills. Yeah, That's Palace what was, at yeah. Auburn Hills. 97 so, would have been the Load Arena tour. Yeah. So some friends of hers. My friends. Got some, apparently they had good <laughs> tickets because we have, a, we have one of Jason's picks uh, that they brought home. Nice. So that was actually pretty cool. But anyway, she's pregnant. And my, you know, my feeling at this time is, and we're like 20, 19. And I was 18. Yeah. And I was like, I remember being out in the grass at Star Lake Amphitheater in Pittsburgh and how crazy it was mm-hmm. a few years earlier. And I was like, I can't imagine being indoors with people. So I was really kind of freaked out. And I was like, I don't know if this is the best idea. He was like, you, go you shouldn't into an be indoor going show. as a pregnant woman to a Metallica concert. Yeah. And so she didn't go. And so twice I kind of screwed her out of Metallica shows in our early days. <laughs> Little did I know. Wow, Sam. Little did I know. Fast wow. forward. Yeah. So then we ended up, you know, having a very busy life. We've had six kids and... Wow. We That's very happy. Yeah. Do you ever leave the house? No. Do you ever you leave see the what bedroom we're doing at eleven o'clock? No. no, exactly. <laughs> Six kids. We haven't heard that one before. Never. Yeah. Holy cow! Don't yeah. you have to work on Sundays, Rick? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we skip ninety-seven, and when does the uh, first live experience take place? So <laughs> twenty nineteen. Yeah, Cleveland, wow. twenty nineteen. Wow. Twenty-five yeah. years after. The first show. It had gotten to the point where I was just kind of settled in the I'm never going to get to see them in person. Well, and you guys and were a little busy in between. Yeah, all of that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it was like I try to like tell myself, you know, I mean, how good could it be? I mean, I can listen to them in my car and I can listen to them in the house and I can, you know, it's not yeah, that Yeah, who goes to a, a show and we can listen to them in the minivan with six kids screaming? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't I just drive a minivan. My water okay? all over the we do not drive a minivan. Um, I won't. Okay, have suburban. It. Okay. okay. Expedition. Pretty close. Same thing. Um, good deal. Yeah. So it was just like one of those things. I was like, okay, this isn't. But to be fair, we weren't going to other places to watch other people. We that just wasn't our life. Sure. So I was like, you know, Metallica's in my heart, and that's that's what matters, and it it's not meant to be. And then. Uh, they came where they were coming to Cleveland and we were like, okay, we're getting tickets. And it was, um, especially for people who aren't used to getting tickets, it was a lot more difficult than we thought it was going to be. I mm-hmm. think that's where we woke up and we were like, oh, everybody else loves Metallica too. Um, which we were like, not expecting. I was like, oh yeah, I got this pre-sale code. I'm going to do this. And we were like, what? <laughs> So it, it, it took a couple of tries uh, to get tickets, and sure. we didn't get great tickets, but we were there. And like Our oldest two kids went with us, Yeah, too. because we, had, we ended up getting better seats. So we sent our two oldest kids to the section that we didn't want anymore, and we went to the slightly... <laughs> we took the better seats. The slightly better Here, seats. Here, kids, here's section 905. Exactly. Enjoy. It was something like that. I, Row I felt the Z-Z. blood out of my nose. Um, but... We were there and, you know, that experience, like, and and maybe it's different because I had waited so long, um, but it was like an overwhelming emotional experience. It felt magical. I I wasn't in great seats, but I was like, oh my gosh, this is why people go to these, to these concerts. Like it was, it was, I don't know. It was, I can't even. And that show. 
That show was better than the 94 show that I went to by far. Wow. It was, I mean, it was amazing. And I mean, you can imagine 94 set list was awesome, but the show just for in my recollection was far better than the 94 show. It was an amazing show. When you saw them in 94, do you remember what song they opened with? They, uh, I did remember this. They opened with, um, oh, for crying out loud. I had to go and put um, them on the spot. Brett Van. Brett Van. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeff, we need a bread fan scoreboard in the top of the Riverside.fm cameras it, okay, here. You know what? I'm going to start screening our guests, and if they have seen Metallica in an era where they opened up with bread fan, they're not allowed to come on this show, just so you oh, can't bring it this up. Is, this is too good to be true. I knew any, as soon as you, the only time you ever... Any show in 94 or 95 was bread fan. You know I, that. I know, and any time, or the only time... Right. You ask someone, hey, what song did they open with I'm that I'm pretty night? sure what the answer is. Yep, and I, I know it's always going to be Bread Any fan. Shed show from 93, 94, 95% chance it was Bread Fan. <laughs> yep, that was now, it. Now, Sam can say the first song she heard live was Hardwired, and she was just hooked for life from that moment on. It, it was, oh, it was, it was overpowering. Like, it was just like, I just like, I mean, I sung and I did the whole, you know, I was in it and up and on my feet. And, um, but I was all about I I just could not believe it was, it was so much more than I ever could have imagined. And I was like, how could I have missed this all of these years? And then I was like, you, (laughs) (laughs) this is all your fault, sweetie. (laughs) Yes. I can't believe you didn't take me to the palace of Auburn Hills eight months pregnant. (laughs) How dare you? <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, well, at least you didn't have to hear them open with bread fans, so it's okay. It's okay. Oh yeah. Jeff's dream that's, come true. It closed. That's it didn't the open. silver lining, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that. And then there was the whole like the whole thing with Mike and Rick entered his contest and ended up getting a guitar pick from that. I got a Harvester's a Utah pick, which was really cool. Yeah, and then oh, they our ended friend up uh, April out there. Yeah, I listened to that episode. Very cool. Yeah. So they started conversing back and forth about things, I guess, right? And Yeah, we just chatted here and there, you know, it was just random stuff. Sure. Um my uh so we don't have time for this story, but I, I was adopted, so I still have a biological father that I'm in uh contact with all the time. And uh for example, he sent me a bunch of stuff this year in a box and a lot of it was like um, I don't know what they call them. They're like the white label pressings of like Metallica stuff that's not meant for the public. So mm-hmm. like he nabbed some of that. And then there was this thing like the the Inca Gold. I forget what it was called. Some kind of Metallica. The Sandman Cometh, I think. Vinyl. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, he sent me a bunch of stuff. And I like, so I share stuff like that with Mike, you know, uh, little Metallica tidbits and things. But so, yeah, I had I had signed up for the, what, what happened was I told him, <clears throat> I really liked the the Harvesters of Utah pick, which was really cool. And then as we chatted a little bit, I said, you know, the one I really want to win is the Cleveland pick because we had stayed after the show and walked down as far as we could go to see if we could find a pick on the floor and, uh, you know, to commemorate and all that kind of thing. Sure. And, of course, we couldn't get down there, and there were so many bees <laughs> hovering around everything. You just couldn't get down there at that point. And I said, that's the one I really want. And so he was like, well, I really hope you win. And... Uh, so when the Cleveland raffle came up, of course, I entered into that raffle, too, and I didn't get it. 
And then like a week later, little package comes in the mail and he's like, Hey, had, had an extra, you know, just wanted to send this to you. And you know, that was super cool. So, you know, gave it to her. And of course she cried again because that was a great moment, you know, which was really cool. And that was a really super cool thing to do. For sure. Got to get that momento, right, Sam? Right. But, but it was like, it was like the gateway drug for me, that first show. Right. Wow. So, right. So perfect, perfect description. (laughs) Why not? I told you we weren't typical. (laughs) So this is when the the drug addiction started. It was at the, uh, we were going to talk about gateway drugs. 2019 at the Quicken Loans (laughs) Arena and uh, the addiction went downhill from there. And uh, yeah, or maybe it went uphill. Right. So we had to talk to God about it for a while. <laughs> you have no idea. You guys talk about hate mail. Um, anyway, um, <laughs> when I people just... know that you're a preacher's wife and you're talking about your Metallica uh, adventures and they're like, I'm really concerned about you. And I'm like, well, I'm not. So thank you. I, I'm not. No I'm thanks. not worried. We're not worried. Yeah, things are just no fine things. here. It, it's pretty good. So we had um, always told each other. Um, so when we. Like, like he said, we've been together since high school and all of those wonderful things. And, and terrible we, things. And, yeah, it's true. Mostly because of him. Um, <laughs> it's, it's true. true. It's true. <laughs> so we've kind of been here and there uh, throughout our marriage, moved around a bit um, before he became a preacher, actually. And we were living in the Philadelphia area when Metallica went to New York City to do the symphony with the New York Symphony. The New York City Symphony. Yep. Oh, I can't even talk tonight. Or you know what I'm... Was. I hear you. Yeah. So they went to New York City. We were living in Philadelphia, and we listened to them on the radio. Philadelphia played it while they played in New York. Um, and so we were like, if they ever do this again, we have to be there. No we matter were what. One, yeah. I think we were one child and expecting our second in and dirt. And Lars four. was like, same time next year. Yeah. And we, we were, were like, like yes, yeah. that's exactly right. Absolutely. Same time next year. We're going. Same time next year. That's some great banter. Yeah. So, you know, it's crazy because we were so close, but it was still impossible for us to get there at the time. And so we were like, if they ever do it again, we're going to be there. We're going to find a way. And so um, it, they mentioned they mentioned S&M at the Cleveland show. Yeah. And we were like, wouldn't it be so cool if they did it again? But they're not going to do it again, right? Yeah, James got up on stage and he was like, he did this little talk before one of the songs. He was like, I don't know what you guys do for work, but do you guys remember the S&M shows? There was like a cello player or something that had like a Metallica shirt underneath his tux, you know? And he mm-hmm. was like, I guess that gives him some extra power. So we listened to that show numerous times because we got the CD of it. And I was, and we, we were like, we talked about it a lot. We were like, this is the 20th year. Could you imagine if they actually did something? We're talking about this in like February, March. Bingo. So, all right, go ahead. Right. So we were out on a date at a Mexican restaurant. And for whatever reason, Rick popped open his phone to look at Instagram. And he was like, oh, my gosh, you have to see this. And that was them announcing that they were going to do it again. And it was going to be the opening of the Chase Center. And I was like, we have to go. And he was like, it's in San Francisco. And I'm like, we have to go. And he was like, you would have to fly on an airplane. Now, I had sworn that I would never fly on an airplane in my entire life. Okay, we got to neither of us have. We have to get into that right now, Sam. What, what What's the reason for that? Control. I, I have no control. Good answer. You, you, <laughs> um, you know what my day job is, don't you? 
I believe so. I okay. believe so. Yeah. Okay, that's why I had um, to ask. <laughs> I would not be able to handle that. Wait, either, I, don't I don't even think, know. Right? Okay, I fly seven thirty sevens for a living during the day. Oh, really? <laughs> yep. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so I had to say, all right, Sam, let's figure this out. All right. Okay. So I'm 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 afraid of heights. First of all, um, and I have well, no. Just control. close like, the window shade and go to sleep. I can't do that. No, no. <laughs> no. Um, but it's just like knowing that there's nothing that I can do. Like I can't swerve to avoid this oncoming something or whatever. <laughs> That's so, okay, Shane. Can. The whole. Yeah. <laughs> when my eyes are open, I can. It's it's terrifying. It's terrifying to me. So I I went. 40, what, 41 years old, 41 years of my life with no airplanes. And he had wow. never we, neither of us had ever flown an airplane. Wow. And, and this is going to make us sound incredibly wow. lame. Um, we had never left our children overnight before. And we had like a 21 year old down to like 11, 12 or yeah, okay. 11. Yeah. I, I can leave the children behind, but I just can't, you know, not get on an airplane for 41 right, years. That's right. what, it, that's why I had to bring right. it up. It's interesting. But I'm glad you realize it's a control thing because a lot of people don't realize that. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people have all these BS excuses and it's like, it's just you're sitting in the back and you don't have a wheel or a gas pedal and you're along for the ride. That's right, exactly it. Right. But so you got on a plane, were, you went to Frisco and all was well. We got on two planes because we, we had to go stop in Chicago. Okay. And I didn't, we like all the way up, we were like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. And he was like, I don't know if I can do this. And then we, <laughs> we go to Akron. We go to Akron because it's closer to our house. And I was expecting this usual like airplane experience and then they pop open a side door and we're just like walking on the ground yeah a little regional jet airplane yeah but other people had gone like the 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 normal way you know i was like this can't be right you know it's like six o'clock in the morning and we're like is this is this like one of those like scary movies where you know it was just like is this one of those little planes that don't make it that far up in the air (laughs) exactly four thousand feet plenty plenty of room what did we just do we got there and it was it was amazing. It was so amazing. Like I was like all emotional, like ugh, ridiculous. I guess it's because I'm a woman. I don't know. <laughs> but it it was it was amazing. Aww. Jeff, has your woman ever acted ridiculous? Oh, <laughs> never, never. I, I mean, that's what I just have to say. Right yeah, now. never. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> But we knew that if we didn't do this, that we were going to always regret, you know, like letting our fears get in the way of something that we always said that we would do. Nicely done. So just remember when you're at 41,000 feet going from Chicago to San Francisco, <laughs> you're so much closer to God than anybody else. You're in Isn't great that the hands. Truth? So you guys should be like comfortable with that, right? Great. That's a great perspective. Great. Okay. <laughs> just, just throwing that out there. I had to bring it you up. You should be a preacher. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, should I be a preacher? I got this. Uh, you might want to retract that. You, you want to want to retract that statement there, Rick. I don't know if we want Chain to preach. <laughs> oh no problem. You get one of those really cool wireless headset microphones on Sunday, don't you? Yeah. No, I don't have those. Okay. But the Tommy Lee one. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, what's funny is my my past life before all of this. <clears throat> when when my wife was out. I don't know where we at Walmart or something like this has been years and years and years ago. We, she ran into an old high school friend. So just giving an idea of like what I was like back in the day, um, back in high school. Yeah. Ran into an old high school friend and he was like, Hey, how you guys doing? And she, you know, what are you into? And what's, what's Rick doing? And she was like, actually he's a preacher. And he goes, uh, for what? The church of Satan. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He was serious too. Wow. <laughs> 
Uh, no, yeah. actually, he's not. So how <laughs> yeah. are you doing? <laughs> Complete <laughs> opposite, actually. But, you know, I was that kid in high school. I was, you know, jeans and Metallica shirt every day and, you know, pretty every, pretty Every grunge. day they told him to tur- go into the bathroom and turn, turn my his shirt, inside, shirt out. inside out. Yeah. We've heard that story uh, a couple times on podcast for all. Sounds pretty I feel familiar. Like I must have covered mine up enough with, must like, the flannel to... You know, by, speaking but... of Metallica shirts, I got to say, I really like that. Was that Cliff Burton on your shirt there, Rick? Yeah, it's a Cliff Burton Day shirt. Yeah, like that's, that. that's an awesome shirt. Yeah. His amazing wife bought it for him. You did, yes. Wow. His amazing wife. What's her name? <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, I, I didn't go to the Cliff Burton Day, which I would have loved to have done. Cliff is what, when I got into Metallica, that was cool. When I learned about Cliff, it was completely life-changing, and I had to play guitar in the whole bit. Cliff was my... Cliff still is my huge inspiration. And um, so when the Cliff Burton day, I saw that they were doing shirts. I was like, oh, I got to get one. But you had to be there to get one. And then I saw one on eBay and I was like, oh, I'd really like to have this. So she bought it for me. Very cool. That's awesome. Heck of a wife. Yeah. Wife of the year. Definitely. I'm the spender. (laughs) That's it. She's the spender. (laughs) He was like, I don't know. This is kind of pricey. And I'm like, bing. Now the truth comes (laughs) out. It's on the way. (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of, <laughs> so they just coming. announced that they were doing the 40th anniversary, and I was like, "Bingo!" Guess he's gotta be there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that has been that has been almost as much of a roller coaster as me getting to a concert. Period has been like I have cried, I have yelled, I have wrung my hands. It's been it's been so like again underestimating underestimating how difficult this was going to be. Right. Um, and when Rick told me that you guys didn't even get your own codes, I was like, that's just insane to me. So Yeah, how does a both... podcast for all not get their own pre-sale right? code? They said, all no, the... no, no, we don't want those guys there. They'll talk too much. <laughs> all their guests on, on the show got pre-sale codes, but the host uh, no. got skunk somehow. And <sighs> we're going to have to really work hard to get tickets. And oh, thanks to the podcast for all family, we're in. Yeah, that's awesome. He had. T- I was at work. I uh, chase shoplifters for a living, and uh, whoa, whoa, whoa! I was chase shoplifters for a living. Yes, that sounds yes. exciting. So let's get into that detail right now, Sam. <laughs> None of this flying at forty-one thousand feet. Now we're getting to the bread and butter and getting some action here. <laughs> Law enforcement, loss prevention. How does this go down? Loss prevention. Okay. Yes. I wanted to be a cop, had six kids instead, and now I work with cops while I chase shoplifters for a living. Okay. Like a department store, a store name we yeah, all know. Yeah, a, re- a, re- a retail store, yeah. Okay, Jeff, let's, we're just going to say she works at Target. Well, that, um, I'll just... Close enough. Close enough, I say. It is in the ballpark. How many people <laughs> shoplift a day from that such store that oh. you work at? Oh, boy. <laughs> Well, the reason I went back to the, the store I'm currently at um, is because there was a lot more action there. Wow. Um, I mean, it can range. We, we might have a, a, a day that it's raining and nobody comes out and takes anything. And we, we can get seven, eight, nine people in the room in a day. So nine people can shoplift in a 10-hour well, workday for you? Yeah, or more. I mean, it just depends, really, how fast you can crank them in and out. Um, wow. You know... There's, there's like things that slow down the process, you know, somebody has a warrant and then that takes time and you don't want to really be bringing a whole bunch of people in the room at the same time when the police are trying to deal with somebody else and get them off to the jail and stuff. So 
Interesting. Uh, you know, it's mm. it's a it's a fascinating job. Fascinating. I'm sure you see so. some interesting people on a day to day basis. Yeah, yeah, I sure do. How Lots many people stories. are wearing Metallica shirts shoplifting a Megadeth CD? Honestly, ah, zero. No. Um, <laughs> also, I would like to note that I have never caught someone shoplifting while wearing a Metallica shirt. And if so. they did, you'd be like, yeah, I'll just turn my head. You just run along. No, I'd tell them they had to give up the shirt. Yeah, I was just about to say, you know what? Okay, shirt for collateral. Can't Fair wear deal. that. Fair deal. <laughs> but I was always known, um, I've moved to a different store now, but I was always known as just like Metallica because that that's the shirt that I wear because the one the one great thing about the job is you can wear whatever you want. So I'm always in a Metallica shirt. So, um, so you're somewhat it's, it's undercover. Nice well, it doesn't really matter if I'm... Yes, you do dress as a customer so that okay. people don't know. Next thing you know, you just get tackled by her in a Metallica shirt. Right. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Who's this lady um, in aisle five wearing a metal up your ass shirt? <laughs> right. <laughs> and then I'm like, excuse me, I need to leave for Bible study. <laughs> Hold on, I'll cover this part of the shirt up. Don't worry. <laughs> Crazy, Off to Bible study, the unforgiven. There you go. So, Sam, we know what you do. Rick, how do you go from being a metalhead and get into your 20 years of being a minister? Well, um,. That's funny. <laughs> Basically, That's... what Jeff and I want to know is, as you went into this career and have been in this career, how many people go, I can't believe you listened to that heavy metal music? It happens. It and happens they said it just in the tone of voice I used, right? Like a little old lady. Yeah, you know, I don't how know do you that I... listen I've... to those people? It's just mind-boggling. Well, okay. Let me <laughs> put it to you this way. Let me put it to you this way. When I first started... Um, I very much left Metallica at the door for a bit. Okay. So, uh, it, and that was of necessity. I, I felt like I had to. I, I have a tremendous love of the music, and I have a, what I would consider a rather deep connection to what James has to say as a philosopher and as an individual. His story is very compelling to me and parallels mine in some ways as well. So a lot of what he has to say, just as a philosopher, is, uh, connects with me very viscerally and deeply. So as a result of that, I, I feel like, just to put it kind of in a religious context, Metallica sort of became my religious way of thinking. Um, I really left my faith and uh, believe it or not, the one thing I wanted more than anything in the world was to be in a Metallica tribute band or cover band. I, mean, I wanted to play Metallica songs. That's what I wanted to do. Jeff, we're hiring him. He's hired. Yep. Do you know, do you know how to play guitar and sing? Can nope, you... not even guitar. Just sing. We're going to go play Canton, Ohio, outside the football hall <laughs> in the parking lot. We're going to have one of those parking lot trailer gigs. Hey, if he's right-handed and he can play an Explorer super low, I mean, we might hire him because our guy is left-handed. <laughs> um, just, <laughs> just think of the set list we could write. <laughs> church themes loss prevention themes um family of eight theme minivan theme we can open a few oh no minivans they said <laughs> please no minivans okay expedition Anything that's a that. gas culture so we can still play fuel there you go <laughs> i uh i, I kind of left it at the door for a while um and i slowly came back to it and i felt like i did have to check my heart mm -hmm. at the door with it um and I got to a point where, uh, over the years, I became comfortable again as long as I could keep 
<laughs> as long as I could keep my distance properly. And so that's really what I've done. And I've, uh, I have come to embrace the fact that I enjoy them as entertainers very much. I enjoy, uh, you know, the fun of it. I enjoy the musical aspect of it. We are both, we've both played, our kids play. Um, awesome. So there's that part of that as well that I really enjoy. And then um, religiously, interestingly, James's life has taken a lot of the same turns that mine has, it seems. You know, he's has said he's this reborn straight edge kind of, he has Christian tattoos and things like yep. that. You know, he uh, he has... It definitely seems like you he, know, he, had, he got f- found faith along the way. Yeah, it's he has some connection to that, mm-hmm. and you can see that, and you hear that, and his maturity, after going to rehab and coming back, his maturity has helped me a lot to embrace what Metallica has been doing the last number of years as well. It's not the same, you know. I sometimes have said that I came for the hate, and now I've stayed for the love. You know, well that's, said. That is that's really where well I'm said, at actually. <laughs> When people say, you know, obviously a couple of years ago when we flew to San Francisco, the church knew <laughs> that their preacher and his wife were flying out to San Francisco to see Metallica with the symphony. Um, I've, I've just become comfortable with answering that question. I, I'm not afraid of that question. I, uh, I don't worship uh, Metallica by any means, mm-hmm. but I have a tremendous fondness and appreciation for what they do. We both do. Um, and uh, who they are, what they've accomplished— and I don't have a problem with telling people that. And I, I think of it this way, too. You guys get you that know, question a lot? Uh, not as much probably here as we might have in Kentucky. But when we lived in Kentucky, uh, I was uh, it was not as much a part of our life. I mean, as far as listening to, sure. But For as, him, maybe. But as far was... as... She has... But she do, probably doesn't have the same kind of... She never had the same issues that I had. Like, Metallica was my god. Okay? I mean, it really is true. Uh, that's what I worshipped, what I wanted to be. That's all I ever wanted. I just... That's how I was when I was a kid. Sure. That was it. And she never had that problem. She was raised up... Like, her parents are so different than mine. Uh, she was raised up on a lot of rock music and stuff. Her parents are children of the 60s and all that. So uh, it was never like a, she never had like a ethical issue with any of it, but I did. So, uh, so yeah, that's, uh, so didn't get a lot of questions in my first work because it really was never an issue. Here, um, I've, I just, it's a different vibe. It's a different feeling. It's a different group of people. And I've been very open about who I am, what I do, what I like, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, and it's a very good thing. It's very good to be able to have those conversations and be open about who you are. I mean, I've quoted, (laughs) I've quoted Marilyn Manson in class. I've quoted, you know, I've written articles that have Doobie Brothers quotes, you know, uh, there's truth is where you find it. Jeff, I think we found our new church. Um, I quoted the cure, like a whole big section of the cure in a sermon one time. Wow. You know, it's, it's, there's a lot of spiritual stuff going on in, in the music if you really pay attention. Fire woman. So, yeah. <laughs> Maybe you get a quote from Metal Church at church. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Hey, he just died this week too, Jeff. Yeah, the uh, this singer. This has been a week of death and uh, rock and roll. Yeah. Metal it's... Church, ZZ, Slipknot, what, what next? I hate to say that. It's scary, man, but hey, they're rocking out in a better place now. They're hanging out with Cliffy. Rick, when you were talking about 
James's lyrics and how you connect with that and and can relate to that? What are what are some of the songs over the years that have really hit home that you can relate to with him and you can you can relate to with with religion? Maybe like your top five. Ooh, this is like your I disappear desert, but uh, at work. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, Dyer's Eve ate me up as a kid. I had a really hard time with my parents. Um, growing up, feeling different, separate, uh, not connected to my parents as well as I would have liked, and growing up in a strict, uh, strict religious home. I don't know, religious home for sure. Um, my parents were not overbearing by any means. They were very, um, very. What's the word? They, they were very kind of loose with me. They, they. They, they weren't like overbearing mm-hmm. or anything, but I still struggled. I still struggled with a lot of things. And so Dyer's Eve was one that really, and it's still to this day, um, I get it. I feel it. I still feel it to this day. And when I turn it on, I'm back there again, you know? Yeah, you hear those lyrics. It doesn't take long to figure out what that's about. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think it's, uh, and as far as, you know, spiritually speaking, I think that there's a lot of people in the spiritual realm that could learn a lot from kids that feel that way. And uh, so kind of shying away from this kind of music or even heavier music um, is not always a good idea. Sometimes you need to listen to what kids are listening to to get what they're going through. So from that point of view, uh, Dyer's Eve, I would say... So there would be a story behind this as well. My birth mother passed away just a few months after I was born. I was adopted by great aunt and uncle. They have been mom and dad to me my whole life. Um, But anyway, um, not knowing, ever knowing my mother, uh, losing my mother before I even knew who my mother was. James's songs about mother always get me. Mama said always Mm -hmm. gets me. Um, You know, that... Uh, Mama said gets me the cold stone all I see that's all I've ever seen of my mother and uh, so that has been something that has resonated with me The God That Failed is another one. Um, now, you know, since you bring it up, um, you know, somebody might read those lyrics and say, why in the world would you as a preacher listen to that? Because I get unbelief. I get what it is to struggle with faith. Sure. Um, I'm, I'm not beyond struggling even to this day in my life. There's a lot of things I don't understand and still wonder and try to discover. And... I know what it feels like to feel like you've been failed. And 
you know, not for the same reasons, obviously. Um, I get the impetus for his is a little different than mine, but that one definitely uh, resonates with me at a visceral level as well. Um, I think the Unforgiven trilogy mm-hmm. is also, uh, there's so much to explore there about forgiveness, the themes of oh, forgiveness. Oh, there's so much. I could go 99 different ways when you read yeah, or listen to it. it. When Unforgiven 3 came out, um, gosh, I could almost cry just thinking about um, what that is. Um, that's, you know that uh, there's, 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 you know yourself and you know your inclinations and you don't want to, uh, you know, you want to, um, you, you want to fight that, but sometimes you feel like you're not strong enough to fight that. And it's a great struggle of life. And James just, <laughs> he just gets that, you know, it's in the way he expresses it is just so powerful. Um, and we both freaked out when they played Unforgiven 3 at SM2. At SM yeah, I was like, I oh, I too. cannot believe this is happening right now. Yeah, I now. did too. I was like, wow, this is this is a special moment in Metallica history here. Yeah, yeah, that was amazing. And that he did that so raw, the way that he did it uh, was just... Did you guys Did you guys go to both shows? I went to both, uh, of yes. The SM2? Shane did, yes. You know... The the first night for the record, the I, only one. I hate to interrupt interrupt Rick, but uh, Jeff had an opportunity to be front row at night two. We just have to put that out there. Oh wow! Yeah, but they'll understand why I wouldn't, why I didn't go because I have three kids and a lady at home who needed me here with her. No, um, they don't understand. I, know, I think they very much. Yeah, do. what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, we had already crazy? we had already paid for our inflated StubHub tickets. And booked our flights and had our hotels done before they announced that second night. Jeff yeah. is we a heck like, of a hubby and a heck of a father, so he, uh, he took it <laughs> yeah. for the team. You can't, you can't undo all that, so we only got to go to one night, too. So we, we but understand. You know, yeah, the, the, the first night, in my opinion, um, the first half of the set before intermission, James was having trouble with his voice. I felt... Now, going back and listening to it, I know that things are edited and they blended the both nights together and yada, 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 and the, all that kind of thing. But I'll tell you, that first night, there was a there was a little desperation in me. I had a little panic in oh, me. Yeah. And I was like, he is struggling. When he did um, All Within My Hands, he was struggling. And when he did Unforgiven 3, he was struggling. And But actually, it kind of added to the nature of the moment too because it really reflected what the song is absolutely anyway so i guess that's a that's a short list of things i could go on and on and on of course i was guessing jeff he was gonna sing the lyrics to uh thorn within (laughs) or ronnie give me father (laughs) yeah Well, I'll tell you, though, Bleeding Me would be another one. Um, you know, the uncontrollable nature of addiction. And I don't know if uh, you guys have ever brought this up before, but I saw this on a... I either saw it in an interview or read it somewhere that James said um, before he went to rehab when they would play Bleeding Me that there were times that he was on the stage singing and he was in tears uh, singing that song. Mm-hmm. And the other guys had no clue you know what was going on but he was really struggling uh i'm really glad he did what he did went to read oh absolutely i agree but bleeding me is uh 
one of the most powerful songs ever written, in my opinion. And from a musical point of view, that, that I don't know if it's a bridge or that breakdown at the end where the guitar comes in mm-hmm. on that bluesy riff. Oh, man, that's just, oh, it just, it just gets you. It makes the hair stand up on your neck. That's why it's that, my main go-to song off a of load. Kind of that turning point right in the middle of the record there. You know, for yeah, the 40th amazing. anniversary, they can just play load and reload in its entirety. I'd be all right. Yep, I, open up with Bad Seed. I'd be all right with it. That'd be, That'd be fine with us. I'd be, I'd be up good. With a cough. We, don't, we don't care what we don't care what they do, really. Yeah, we're not picky. I'm a little picky. I just don't want to hear Enter Sandman. Yes, you do. Yeah. I mean, it would be nice to have a different ending. Can we get no Sandman, <laughs> no puppets, no bells, no nothing else yeah. matters. Tough crowd tonight, jeez. Just for those shows, I'm just saying. Just for the. Jeff, 40th. we talked about this over the weekend for ten hours in the van. Yeah, and you know what? We came up with quite. The idea with our in voting for all segment and leading. Yeah, up. we need the vote. That's right. We need the vote tonight. Yeah, and we need the vote every week until that 40th show, and I'll let you introduce this. So yeah, I, I, what did we we figured out that it's 20 weeks. We fig- 20 weeks right now until December 17, 18, 19. So we came up with this idea to tie in with our in voting for all. We're gonna pick 40 songs basically. More rare songs, obviously, and we're going to kind of put together our own little and voting for all dream segment, if you will. And basically what I did is we started in chronological order, picked a couple songs from each album and just went all the way down the list. So these are rare ones, right? Yeah, we're picking rare ones. So, okay, tonight, obviously, being vote number one, week number one chronological order we're starting with kill them all so phantom lord versus metal militia Ooh, because we're talking rare songs and, now, and we're going to keep tabs for 20 weeks yep and the week leading up to it we're just going to say per everyone's vote this is where the, sh- the set list should go this is where everything kind of for, for rarities okay or at least what we're hoping for and you're going to do two from each record there's how are you doing this so there's two sets from the first six records and then okay. after that there's a set from each record with the last two actually being okay. mainstays Hits. or staples because obviously we have to throw that in there okay. somewhere because we can't assume that they're going to go on stage and not play you know master of puppets or bells or creep or something like that okay so yeah but so week one we got militia versus phantom absolutely Rick and Sam, your thoughts? Between the two songs? If you survive the four-hour flight at 40,000 feet and make it there. <laughs> right. Five. It's five. Five? You, Is it five? You going from Cleveland? We're yeah. going from Cleveland. Cleveland to yeah. Frisco Direct. And it's, yes. It's about four. I hate to break it to you. Really? That's four? not what it says on the app. Maybe like, gate to, the maybe gate to <laughs> gate's like 445, like block out the block in. But we're talking about we're talking I about airtime. Right. We're talking about airtime where Sam yeah. is United sweating the says. entire time. Oh, oh, United oh. said, "Well, there's your problem." United, you don't want to fly United. <laughs> They're dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> Who flies United? Oh. Google United she Flight Two Thirty Two, Nineteen Eighty Nine, in Sioux City. <laughs> Look up Un- United Airlines Yelp no. reviews. United Two Thirty Two. Sioux City, Iowa, 1989. Oh, you, you're just mean. <laughs> Google it. Oh, that is awful. Sam, we oh, love you. 
I just so, wanted a direct flight. You're in good hands, trust me. I got many friends that work at United. You're in great hands. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I think we saw... They Did Did they not do Phantom Lord? I would probably go with Phantom Lord, too, I think. Awesome. Yeah. I like Metal Militia, but I I like the... Da, 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 da. I like that part of Phantom Lord. So I agree. You're both going with Phantom? Of course, right? Yes. Yeah, Phantom Lord. Jeff. Your vote. I'm going to jump on the Phantom Lord train as well. Oh, God. Why am I always the outcast when these things come up? <laughs> I've heard Phantom Lord live like oh, eight or nine times. 80 or 90 times? That's too many times. You know what I'm saying? You're saying, know what I'm saying? Too many times. 80 or 90 times? That's too many times. Once or twice is cool, but 80 or 90 times, man? That's too many times, so I got to go with Metal Militia. I've, I. I've heard Militia once, so I gotta I gotta even the scoreboard. Mm, gotta get Militia in there. Hey man, that was a really close one. When I was putting these together, I'm like, man, that's tough. These are gonna be tough to pick. It's between. gonna be tough because you're gonna stay on the same record for like weeks on end. Well, a couple weeks, two two weeks per first. So six next week's another kill them all. Yes, and then two weeks okay. of Ride the Lightning, two weeks of Puppets, so okay. on and so forth. Okay, Rick and Sam, Phantom Lord, Jeff Winslow, Phantom Lord. Shane, down here in the middle of nowhere, Florida, going with the militia. <laughs> and voting for all opens Thursday morning, closes late Thursday night with results on Instagram Friday morning. Friday. This is going to be good. So this is going to be like our, in, basically the rest of 2021, this is going to be the in voting for all. Yeah, and this is like our own little... Leading up to December. Yeah, 20 week, 40th anniversary countdown bracket, whatever you want to call it. And I mean... All the songs at the end, you know, this isn't going in order of what we think the set list would be, but just no, a group of... comparing the rarities against each other. Yeah, and what our listeners and what we feel we would want to hear between some of these rarities for the show. I actually am going to fly to Cleveland to get to San Francisco, so maybe I can just jump seat on their United flight. <laughs> There you go. Yeah, and then he's going to sit next to you guys, and he's going to tell you all sorts of awesome no, airplane no, no, stories. No, 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 no. would never do that. <laughs> that would make you would feel super comfortable. There is a seat open in our... I uh, would never do so. that. Perfect. He, uh, he, he liked the whole airplane situation a little bit better than I did. I just kind of wished it was over every moment until we were done. Takeoff is amazing. Hey, I felt the same way when we flew to Italy a couple of years ago. I just... I didn't do so well on that flight, and I mean, now granted, that was like fifteen hours, but that was a. That's what it feels like to me. That was a no, but that was a bad. I know your feeling because I seriously, it was a bad trip for me. I, I did not do well on the way there. The way back, I was fine, but on the way there, it was. Sam, what would it take to get in like a small four seater, like little Cessna, and go for a flight? No, 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 no. 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 Okay. Ah. Okay. That's. We'll slowly ease into that over the years here. He's into the zero G's. So when we went, when Jeff we loves the Cessna. Trip, he was like, let's go on another trip. Let's let's get back in a plane. And I'm like, no. And then I've met my quota for the year. Yeah, yeah that was it life. for me. And then, of course, just for S&M I told too. him, right. Yeah. I told him after the whole COVID thing and all that, I was like, if they do something in 2021, we have to be there. And he was like, I don't know. I don't know. And then they announced the 40th. And I was like, all right, that's it. We have to be there. Mm-hmm. And, of course, he didn't get a code. Um, and I was at work. That's how we all got into the whole shoplifting uh, conversation. So <laughs> I was at work, and he sent me a text. And he was like, I just got my email saying I didn't get, uh, I didn't get a code. 
And I was like, well, I entered before you entered, and I didn't get an email. Uh-oh. And I was like, what's this all about? And he was like, maybe you won. And I'm like, listen, I never win anything. So there is no possible way that I'm a winner. And so I went to go get lunch, and I was getting ready to go back to work, and I popped open my email, and I almost had a heart attack and saw that they were there was a congratulations email. Nice. And I was like, you've got to be freaking kidding me. <laughs> and I like call him on the phone, and I'm like, I don't even know if he could hear what I was saying. When no, I called I work not. to tell them, they thought somebody was dead. <laughs> um, and so like I'm like screaming, crying, and I'm like literally bawling in the car. And I'm like, I gotta go. We're going to be there. And so. You'll never believe this. Someone shoplifted some bubble gum today. <laughs> right. <laughs> And I caught him. It's happening. Lower bowl, and you're going to hear Phantom Lord. Exactly. Hopefully. There you go. <laughs> so hopefully this is, I mean, it, it seems like the real thing, so we'll see. I'm like, something's going to mess it up because I'm a pessimist, but um, oh no, it looks, Positive like, thoughts. it looks like it's going to happen. So we're so excited. Like, I called him again, and I was like, listen to this. And he was like, I'm listening. I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to happen. We're all going to be there. Uh, Jeff and I have a little on podcast for all party in the mix. Uh, fingers crossed that's going to turn nice. out. Oh, cool. Yeah, this time we're abandoning our children for the entire weekend and we're spending the whole time there. So. Okay, we'll alert the uh, Canton Police Department of your plans and we have your address and they'll be all I work fine. with them. They know. They know, they know you're going to be gone for three, four days. <laughs> Any segments you guys want to touch on, Rick and Sam? Any segments from previous seasons that you want to jump into? Um, I really enjoyed Mike's episode. Mike's stories are just fantastic, and he has <laughs> so many more. I can only imagine, you know, but I think a lot of people in the Metallica family, as it were, um, have <laughs> those kind of stories. I, I, It's just crazy to me. I never envisioned this many people. I mean, we've been hanging on to this band for 30 years now, right. and it's... It's an awesome thing to grow up with a band. You know how few people actually get to do that? Right. To grow. I mean, even we, I was watching the Paul McCartney uh, documentary. I've only watched an episode and a half of it. Um, that six part series that's on Hulu. I, it's on Hulu, I think it is. And I had forgotten the Beatles were only together for 10 years. And, you know, after that's that, no more Beatles. That's, good that's point. it. Jeff, what's your favorite Beatles song? Mean Mr. Mustard. That's what it is. Absolutely <laughs> love that song. <laughs> I can never remember the name of that. Yep, Mean Mr. Mustard. Ten years versus forty years. We've been we've been pretty fortunate. Right. Yeah, it's wild. It's been it's a really wild, wild ride, and I think the ride is still continuing, and a new record's coming soon. Yeah, didn't Kirk just band. say something about Metallica not hitting their peak or something like that? It was just an article right. about it recently. Yeah. I read that a few days ago yeah. when uh, him and Rob were playing My Friend of Misery at that uh, L.A. Uh, amphitheater. Right. You haven't hit your peak. Like We haven't peaked yet. Like, it's like, uh, you might want to check yourself, bud. Kirk, you can't even <laughs> play the Helpless solo anymore. You're helpless when you play that solo. Oh, you love the helpless solo from Record Store Day, Jeff. Oh, man. Hey, will, uh, will Jason be there? No, Ooh, that's a good point. Jason won't be there. His neck hurts too much. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, just think you'd be able to see Newstead. Hey, that is all I need to see, and I'm good.
Maybe Lloyd's going to be hey, there. Hey, maybe Bob will be there. We just keep thinking. As, that would be super as awesome. As long as Bob will get up and play some St. Anger tunes or, you know. With that P bass. All right, the 51. Were you going to hear Dirty Window and Invisible Kid this year? Yeah, maybe he'll put a Raiders jersey on. <laughs> there you go. Bob, no smiling. <laughs> I got to ask you guys real quick. There's got to be a song in Canton, Ohio that you can't stand. You turn off, you have to eject the CD, you have to delete from your playlist. Do you have a song that should not be from a 40-year Metallica catalog? Oh. And since you're a lovely married couple, you both have to agree on the same song. Oh, great. Wow, you really put a challenge on them this Um, time. No pressure. I like it. You gotta give that, me. That's that's that's. This is like being in a. You're, you're this is like, like a confession booth. Put down our favorite band. You know. Well, I mean, well, like, well this is how I we. Feel like this I'm is how we get like, to know you so well. I'm exactly. feeling like I'm always like, the the angry lady on <laughs> on the comments because there's like always some idiot in comments like. Right. Oh, Metallica, you know, it's not been any good since blah blah blah. So and instead like, of being what? Sam, Sam, you got to be Karen. Wow. Yeah, like get out. Just get off the page. Metallica get hasn't been else. good since '88, bro. And I'm just like, you guys are losers. Go away. So now you're asking me Go to be steal that some person. At Target. We are asking you to be that exactly. person precisely right now. No, not that person. That couple. The the song that should not be right. We're like looking through. I'm looking I, I, through right now alphabetically. Oh, there's got to be one like, that you'd be like, ah. They're cheating. They have a teleprompter tonight, Jeff. They're cheating. They'd be like, skip it. I, yeah, I we will are. Tell you, I will tell you this. Rick probably uses a teleprompter on Sunday morning. No, he doesn't. Okay. We're not that like whatever. <laughs> oh, we are definitely um, not that advanced. We're not no. bougie, bougie like that. We're old um, school. Bougie. <laughs> yes, very so old school. I can remember. A word and wedge. And I'm probably, this is probably like an evil an evil thing to speak aloud. I'm probably going to now, I'll get hate mail or whatever myself. <laughs> but I remember, so we had just gotten married. Like, we had just gotten married when Reload came out. Okay. And I remember the end um, the end of memory. The no, was it the end when the lady know. does the thing? And I'm I was trying like, to find a song. Yeah, <laughs> when, when, <laughs> I, I mean, it's what we all like sing along with. Our friend Marianne. Yeah. But I was like, why did they let her do that? <laughs> like, I just, I was like, who made that decision? I had a visceral reaction to that. I did not like it. Wow. Mm. I did not like it. I haven't heard that oh, much. Oh, this is really We haven't difficult. heard that much, Jeff. Really, really Who doesn't difficult. like the Enchant of Memory? Or the sing-along, I should call it. I don't know if you noticed in Sioux City. We do it better. During Say again? In Sioux City during the chant. I always get a little bit nervous. So instead of playing Kirk's lead part, I did the, I did it the way that James does it live. And through I the did never. notice that. And I always yes. get a little bit nervous. I'm like, oh shit, what if people start singing that part instead of the normal part? But it went off well. It went off really well, yeah great crowd in Sioux City. Absolutely. They're always loud. Now that I think about it, Jeff Little from To Live Is To DFW yep. brought it up. I mean, this feels like 20 years ago. Not a memory reload fan. and I think that was his it was selection, but we're in Canton, Ohio tonight, so it's an all new song. I didn't like All Within My Hands at all until they Re- like until they redid it, it and made it radio friendly. I, yeah. I didn't. I didn't like it at oh, all. That's a shame. The studio version. I was just. That's I had like zero connection with it. Yeah. It, and, and 
and now it's like I really love the song, but I didn't. It's a fantastic like it. song. I did. Yeah, like the original version is a fantastic song. <laughs> it sure is. It would be. It would be very depressing for Jeff because. If I had to pick something that I would skip, it would have to be on St. Anger because it is the album that I listen to the least. Fair enough, fair enough. I just get fatigued with it. The interesting thing is, there's somebody on you. I like that. I just I can't. He uses words for a living. I can't take. I noticed. Well, I, I've noticed that whenever I can't take. When, <laughs> whenever we have someone that speaks for a living, I always feel a little bit intimidated because hundreds of episodes or not, it it seems like uh, stumbling over my words a lot more. And then he starts talking, and I'm like, man, just I, I feel more comforted just listening to you talk man you're really good at this we got rick from canton we got phil toll in the bay area jeff you feel totally comfortable with those episodes that's what i'm saying you know they start speaking and i'm like oh i can relax here okay that episode (laughs) was i think one of the best that i heard the phil toll episode was was a fun one it was really good thank you really insightful you know the funny thing is as i look at the saint anger tracks even there's song and this is not a thing for me like, I know every Metallic album inside and out. I don't know that album very well. And as I look at the songs even, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't hum my world. I don't know what it sounds like. I've heard it that little. And there's not any other album that that's true for for me. So, gosh, I'd have a hard time nailing down a song. It would be kind of unfair. Um, but I didn't like All Within My Hands, the original, either. Oh, look at I that. I didn't like it until they redid we it. Have so. a, uh, we have a winner, uh, winner, chicken dinner. We have... We have an agreement. I can stick with that. In the Kelly household. Hey, I can I can accept that. I like how that awesome. took 10 minutes to get to that answer, and it was very in-depth, very well thought out, very you well should. explained. I like that. And now that you guys picked a St. Anger song, this episode's over. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Actually, it's never going to air. <laughs> Surprise. Next week, we talk Thanks about anyway. shoplifting and loss prevention for 90 minutes. <laughs> Thank you. Come again. <laughs> Thank you and good night. You just sounded like a poo from The Simpsons, Jeff. Thank you. Come again. <laughs> good old poo. Well, Rick and awesome. Sam, thanks so much. We appreciate it. Thanks for reaching out to him, podcast for all at gmail.com. Are you the fan? Drive the discussion. Choose the topics. Season 5, Episode 1. That was an open session jeff i'm liking this open session uh format i do like the open sessions and if you guys listening like the open session leave us a positive review on whatever format you listen to us not five stars but six stars six baby we're coming for you joe we are we will see you 17th 18th and 19th of december yes in the bay area sam i can't wait to hear about your experience at united airlines (laughs) when we party together we'll talk all about it and hopefully we don't hear all within my hands at the 40th anniversary (laughs) hopefully we do (laughs) (laughs) we're fine either way there you go thanks again guys we'll talk to you soon we'll see you in december all right thanks see you guys see ya